what we've got here is failure to communicate. From sunny Southern California, we bring you Meet Bridget, a podcast for building confident communication and female badassery. We spotlight women who have bridged the gaps in their lives by building strong relationships and speaking their teenage dreams into reality. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Kashia Rosenberg. And I'm Asha Gabriel. And together we run a confidence and communication platform for teen girls called Bridget. Welcome to episode two of the Meet Bridget show. In this episode, we want to give you a taste of what our organization has been about and where we're going moving forward. So Bridget is a community that we created to support the teen girl as a holistic being. As we mentioned in episode one, the whole idea is connections among women and girls that feel like bridges, horizontal and putting everyone on a level, even playing field, rather than feeling like a hierarchy, ladders, mentorship, and climbing in any way. Our brand is bold, fun, and casual. We dive into the real nitty-gritty experiences, insecurities, interests, and aspirations of the teen girl experience, and how that's helped create such a tight-knit community amongst ourselves and our alumni. So in this episode, we thought it would be really helpful to break out some of the pillars, really, of Bridget as an organization, things that have developed into our identity, things that we make sure we include and embrace at every single one of our events. One of the first of those pillars is the fact that we begin every single event with a meditation. And this is such a beautiful thing that kind of came out of one particular event so organically. We were so lucky and humbled to be able to create the first event ever held for teen mothers. Asha had actually connected with some teen moms from a school that was specifically built for teen mothers. And so we researched, looked online, did our homework, and we realized that an event of this kind had never been created for teen moms. And so there was this gap, and we wanted to fill that gap. We wanted to be able to provide value for these teen moms and be able to create a safe space for them where we could hone in on their confidence and bring them a whole host of wonderful, diverse, dynamic women who could speak their experiences with these teen moms. And so We were so lucky that Jade Electra was available for this event. She is this incredible yogi. And if you follow her Instagram, you'll see that she says that her page reads like her diary. And that's exactly what it's like working with her. She's just so open, so vulnerable, so honest about her experiences, which is why I think her message resonates so clearly with people from all walks of life. And what she did at the beginning of this event, which was totally unscripted, I mean, we had asked her to do a meditation, but we didn't quite know what that would look like. We trusted her to just take this, and I'm so glad we did. She asked everyone who was in attendance to sit into a comfortable position wherever they were. So this is something they could literally do at that moment and carry it with them forward into their daily lives. But she asked them to sit comfortably wherever they were with one hand on their belly. And mind you, all of these women, all of these young girls had been pregnant at one time, were pregnant at that present moment, and some of them had even been pregnant and had children, you know, multiple kids. So it was a really wonderful 
position to start in because it was so one relaxing two it allowed these women and it allowed us to really look inward first and then for the women who were pregnant they were able to connect with their babies while they were sitting and meditating and even deeper into this she also asked us to connect deeply with our maternal lineages so that was just a really universally you know connecting experience for all of us because we were all able to sit and find strength and beauty and peace in these relationships between ourselves and our bodies ourselves and our babies and ourselves and our mothers and our mothers mothers and it was just so beautiful it was the perfect way to open this event so that everybody felt connected understood, peaceful, and it just allowed the rest of the day to flow so naturally and so beautifully. Yeah, I think a lot of the girls in attendance had never even been on the USC campus before. We had the event there because I was at the time at USC getting my MBA, and I asked our dean of the business school if we could use one of the rooms, and she said yes, and she actually spoke at the event, which was really neat. But a lot of these girls had never even been on that campus. They were walking in, maybe self-conscious even walking into a place like a university with a pregnant belly, like whatever stigma they had been faced with before. So there was some hesitation walking in, but I just remember opening an eye during this meditation and looking around and seeing just tears streaming down the faces of the girls, of the teachers in the room, of the wonderful women that were on our panels who were all either working mothers or entrepreneurs in the motherhood or baby space. But there were just, there were tears everywhere and people were breathing deeply. And Keish and I talked about this later and we just thought like, okay, this was one of maybe the first or second event that we started with the meditation just because we thought, hey, that'd be cool. Um, We realized like this is part of what makes our events what they are. So we decided to do that every event moving forward. So we want that to show up in the podcast in the way that we hope that our podcast can feel something like a meditative moment for you, a little breath of fresh air, a place where you can feel heard and where you can relax into a moment. Whether that time that you're listening is in the morning when you're brushing your teeth, maybe it's when you're nursing your baby, maybe it's you're just taking a work break or making a snack, or if it's the last thing you're listening to before you go to sleep, we hope that it's just a moment of calm and peace in your day. Another one of our pillars is that we begin every workshop after that meditation with a word etymology. So etymology, again, as we explained in episode one, is breaking down words to their root meanings and establishing intention with that etymology at the beginning of every event. Oh, we love this so much. I think it it kind of goes hand in hand with meditation because it establish it establishes this really lovely like bookended feeling to everything that we've ever done where you know after the meditation where everyone pauses and takes a moment then we dig into how do we define some of the words that we're saying in general conversation and how can we become more intentional speakers the first word that we actually ever attempted to define was confidence and we'd love for you to listen to episode three which is one of our first bridge etymology episodes where we do a deep dive into the meaning and history of the word confidence but the main takeaway in the event where we first used this where we first broke down a word which you know happened to be the word confidence was that confidence when you really look at it from its root origin meanings is you know a word that actually means that we're keeping a promise that we make to ourselves 
Yeah. So this, this was something again, that we sort of just kind of stumbled into, but we wanted each event that we did to have this link back to a general theme. And we really wanted to make sure we were clear and that we understood that theme in every way that we could look at it together. So it was felt like a really natural fit to bring that element to the podcast. The bridge etymology episodes will be short, quick listens that you can you know, throw on while you're making your coffee in the morning, something that you can just challenge yourself to, to rethink things, to break down a word that you might hear all the time. So that's how that'll show up in the podcast. And they're just super fun. <laughs> they're super fun. They're super fun to do too. Like you might find <laughs> yourself just nerding out like us and doing them with words all the time. Um, but we hope you love those episodes because we're really loving making them. Another one of our big pillars is that we we're always focusing on connection at Bridget and we realize that the best way to connect is to tell and listen to each other's stories. So there's a big element of storytelling to every event that we do. And we'll hope to bring that to the podcast too. We've had so many great moments, so many wonderful women with diverse backgrounds that have joined us in some of our Bridget events and some of our, you know, been, been a part of our panels. One particular woman who totally stands out when we talk about telling stories is actually Connie Lim, who is a vocalist and um, activist, and she is the front woman for the act Milk. She is an incredible singer, songwriter, and advocate. And she, we were so lucky to have her join us for an event that we did called Speak Up Girls, also at USC actually. And it was all about opening ourselves up to not only being vulnerable, but finding strength in that vulnerability and also being able to speak up in moments where we might normally feel uncomfortable and to be able to extract our own inner strength to be able to do that. So she sat down with us and you know, we didn't really coach her on what to do or say, but she just gave this beautiful piece of herself to us and to the girls that were in attendance. And she she really candidly shared her experience growing up in a home where a lot of what was encouraged had to do more with the academic side of things. And despite like how talented she was, you know, her parents were very skeptical of, you know, her pursuing something creative and so and you know she went into like the the difficulties of that and you could just tell that it resonated with the girls in the room so much there was this quiet reverence that you could just feel because you heard the honesty in her voice you felt so many idiosyncrasies between your own experiences and you could see that the girls were just really absorbing this and you know, it, it's exemplary of how important it is for us to be able to share these types of stories that resonate so deeply and that are quite universal and how important it is to take the time to take a step back to like really listen and let all those things sink in. Yeah, that event was so magical. We also had Daniela Monet at that event. Oh, and so our, all of our girls knew who Daniela was right when they walked in the room, their jaws dropped. And I think that it was so incredible because Daniela pulled up a stool and she told some of her personal story too. And I think many people in the room were surprised at how relatable she was and how much they could connect and, and say, yes, I've, I've felt that way. Like I've been in situations like that where I was uncomfortable and I had to either sacrifice something in, in me or I had to stand up for myself. And her story was so beautiful. We also had two of our Bridget alumni speak at that event. One sang, which was the most 
just I think it brought tears to people's eyes. <laughs> I was sorry. Not I think. It brought tears to my eyes for sure. <laughs> like a like a oh that's sweet cry. I was like, oh ugly cry. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Kelly, one of our alumni, she she sang April, another one, wrote original poetry about her experience and spoke it to the room. And and by the end of that event, Connie actually led us, by the time we kind of cracked each other open with these stories and relating to each other, Connie led us in a singing session where she literally taught one harmony to one side of the room and another harmony to the other side. And by the end of the day, like very few of us were actually singers. I am not in that group, but we were we were harmonizing and it was beautiful and everyone was using the full extent of their voice. And it was just, it was magical. And I think that was one of our events that really just showed Kishia and I the power of storytelling and embracing it and using it to just relate to each other. So this will show up in the podcast. We're really trying to bring that storytelling element uh, to the podcast through our interview episodes. So these are the episodes that you'll see meet and that person's name on the episode title. But this is a way where we where we will be introducing women in our community, challenging them to open up and to examine their teen experiences particularly. We love the idea of, you know, we want to hear about all the things they're working on right now and the, you know, their adult successes and everything, but we really want to bring it down to the early early days and what were some things, obstacles and things they overcame um, and decisions they made young and how did that impact them later? Um, and finally, another big pillar that we always want to come back to is seeing our girls and our women, not as one dimensional, you know, what their bio says on Instagram or what their resume says, but as 360 beings, as people with ambitions, insecurities, with families that have been from all different places, ethnicities, religions, everything. We want we want to embrace our girls and our women as whole. Yes. I I can't agree more. I mean, think about our Microsoft event. I think we we held a two day summit a couple years ago in the middle of the summer on a weekend. It was Saturday and a Sunday. And we had invited girls to join us for, you know, this two day event that we done in partnership with Microsoft. And it was so great because we were able to teach the girls a whole host of things. So there were breakout sessions where they were able to utilize virtual reality. Uh, we showed them what a day at a life of the tech office would look like. But we also were able to break it down and infuse this very like tech success forward event with some soft skills, like how to use improv exercises to practice trusting our guts and practice trusting our own abilities to act on the spot. We also, you know, this event was particularly special for us as a team because Asha had shared during that time that she was going through a cancer diagnosis. And, you know, the girls were shocked because if you've ever seen Asha in person, she is this stunning six foot, you know, beautiful, radiant human being. And that did not change during her cancer diagnosis at all. But her ability to be open and vulnerable with these girls really, one, helped bring them in. But two, it was exemplary of the fact that like, we show up and all we ask of our girls is to show up and to show up as their whole selves and you know as a team we had to show up for asha and we had to continue to put one foot in front of the other and make this event happen no matter what was going on in our lives and you know to be flexible and so it was really special because it was this you know one of those full circle 
I don't know if kismet is the right word in this particular, you know, example, but it just, we were in the right place at the right time with exactly the right team and we made it happen. And we want to encourage our girls to, you know, look at themselves as holistic beings and that they can show up no matter what they're going through and be a part of this community. Yeah. I think that, that event, it sounded like everything was just going to hit the fan, that it was, you know, because I found out my diagnosis, I told the team, and, you know, while we had to reassess some things and responsibilities, I also just, for some reason, this event felt like this beacon of hope, and I just said, you guys, if we can handle this, I would love to move forward, even though I'm not going to be able to do as much as I normally would for an event, and for me, it was such a learning lesson that you know, turning over responsibilities was made for an even better event. And to also, you know, share with the girls at the event, not hide what we had gone through as a team to set it up was a a great decision because, you know, the girls were shocked by it. But I also don't think that they had been told very many times by older women or women in authority at events they were at anything about those women's personal lives and real things that we go through while we're also trying to achieve things. Or, you know, I was in business school at the time and achieving that, that, you know, we don't always share some of these things that are going on personally. One of my favorite parts about that event was towards the very end of the event, we were trying to just kind of break things up because we had been inside. The girls were wireframing ideas for websites, doing all this hard work. We just took our like big stereo outside and we just had like a a dance party. And I think that (laughs) it was so much fun. The pictures from that part of the event were so They were so great. Like the smiles were huge. And I don't think that like being able to just have a dance party with people that you met a day ago would have been able to happen unless there was this kind of um, hard and soft skill fusion 360 embrace of the girl at that event. So we're going to try to make that show up in the podcast by featuring as many different types of life experiences in our in our interview <laughs> um, as we possibly can and asking the important questions that maybe aren't asked all the time, but everybody kind of wonders about when they meet another person. And Kishia and I also promise to show up as our full selves, as our own 360 women, complete with our dreams, our insecurities, and all the gray areas between. Let's take a quick break for a note from our sponsors. Oh my gosh. If you guys are anything like me, it can get super overwhelming making choices just for your own dinner. I think that's like a reoccurring theme in my house where every day it's like, what are we having for dinner? So thinking about doing that for my kids is going to be extremely overwhelming as well. Once Upon a Farm is this adorable food company for babies and kids, and they make these delicious snacks in a pouch that you can pick up from the refrigerated section. They're all natural. There's no crap in them. And you can find them at any of your local grocery stores like Vons, Walmart, Sprouts, Target. Just ask anyone in the store to help you out. You can also find them online at onceuponafarmorganics.com. I'm obsessed. Their super cute packaging matches the delicious, bright, vibrant ingredients that they aim to use. And side note, if you're anything like me and you like tasting like fruits and veggies, it's, they're just delicious for yourself, for your kids. So check them out. All right, let's get back into it. 
So pre-COVID, our programming was mostly, as you've heard from some of these stories, they're mostly in the form of in-person workshop events. Uh, now that in-person gatherings are limited, you know, we miss seeing our girls in person, but we've had to get really creative to be able to find ways to support them and to support our community of women and continue to grow. So Keish, do you want to kind of break down? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of you might be asking, why this big pivot? Where is Bridget going? Why podcasting? And it was actually, you know, to be honest, the entire thing came out of that question from Asha and I ourselves. I mean, what was our next step going to be? One of the things that's really important to us is like, without our community, Bridget's nothing. Without providing value to our girls. What are we doing here? And so COVID affected the entire world, of course, and it affected what we did at Bridget. We had some things slated for 2020 that like in March, we just had to say, I guess that's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Holy plan. Like, um, (laughs) so we kind of spent, I mean, not kind of, we spent a lot of time sitting meditating together, trying to figure out like where, what is this going to look like for us and how are we going to continue providing value for the girls in our community and for the women in our community? Because a big part of what we do at Bridget is not just providing value and services to these young teen women or young teen girls, but it was also being able to bring in these really successful, diverse, dynamic women who had so much love and inspiration to give and share and who really wanted to say, you know, I didn't get here overnight. I did this by, you know, going ABC, sometimes falling backwards and onto my face and then getting back up and going back to step one again. So we had so many women reaching out to us who wanted to be a part of what we did at Bridget. They just felt like they had so much to share and we really wanted to accommodate that, but we didn't know how at the time. And it wasn't just it wasn't just professional women too. There were actually a ton of girls who were between the ages of 18 and 25 who didn't necessarily, you know, wouldn't necessarily fit into an event that we'd created for girls 14 to 18, but who could still benefit in this huge way from our message and from what we were doing. And so when we took a step back to re-examine how we were going to restructure how we provided value, that kept coming to mind and we kept saying there has to be a way to get these stories out and that's kind of when the podcasting began for us that's when the whole thing started to come together and it just seemed like such a natural organic fit and such a great way to be able to allow these women to provide value and to speak these stories into existence where anyone who wanted to listen anyone who thought they could find value from this could opt in yeah i think that Honestly, podcasting has developed naturally as a solution to to a problem. And I I think that over several interviews, we'll probably explain more stories about how Bridget as an organization started and how it's evolved so much. It has evolved because we would try something, put together a format, and then listen to our girls. And oftentimes our girls would like a lot of it, but say, actually, we're more interested in this. And Kishia and I, from the very get-go, we we decided that we would build our organization to match the need of the girls. So, so podcasting, honestly, just is 
going to be such a wonderful way to feature many more women, but also to reach broader audiences. I don't know if I ever shared this with you, Keish, but I got an email from this great organization in Africa and they're like, can you come do a workshop here? I'm like, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would love to. <laughs> I love the thought, but like there are a lot of steps that would have to come into fruition for that to happen. But with podcasting, you know, this, this can reach people at their convenience in different places. And I think that that's just so exciting for us. Which side note, just for our our listeners who haven't met us in person, Asha and I are scrappy enough that pre-COVID, we might have actually tried to make that happen. (laughs) I mean, we we do not shy away from challenge. So, I mean, ask us about, you know, ask us about platforms, ask us about technology. Like we we bought the programming, we taught ourselves everything. So we have naturally been scrappy from the beginning and we've done whatever it's taken from, you know, picking ourselves up by our bootstraps and self-funding to, you know, competing in pitch competitions to help give back to our own organization and make sure we were able to continue putting these events on for the girls. I mean, so the world today probably won't allow us to host an event in Africa, but keep an eye out for us. You'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> and let's take a quick break here. All right. A quick thank you to our sponsors, Once Upon a Farm Organics. These baby foods are just unreal. They're so cute. They come in little pouches. They're in the refrigerated section. So you know that they're fresh. They're organic. You know all the ingredients on them. There are products for little baby infants like my little girl, just starting foods for the first time, simple ingredients and simple recipes, all the way through toddlerhood and kids that want something a little bit more exciting, flavorful, different recipes. Once Upon a Farm, really, I think that the big selling point here for moms like me is that they're in this super convenient little pouch. You can just swing by the grocery store, pick one up, take it with you, put it in a little spoon and give it right to your baby. I love the idea of making my own baby food, but let's be real, it's not always a reality, especially in these busy times when we're juggling a million things. So check out Once Upon a Farm. And we're back. All right, so we wanna just close it out by some of our promises to you as we go forth with this podcasting venture. Uh, We promise to show up with vulnerability and with boldness. And we promise to ask the difficult and important questions of our interview guests. And we promise to charge forward to build this podcast into a resource for women. A huge learning that we had while we were starting this platform was that working through problems and failures and experimenting with our approach, all of these, the hard things, you know, they, I I really feel like that was what Kashia and I built our friendship on. We started as very close friends, but really I think that having this shared mission with Bridget and having things fall apart in our faces and our laps um, and having to build them up again and, and finding even new and better ways to approach things. I think that it's really just created this special bond of sisterhood between us. Um, and we want to bring that bond to anyone and everyone that we can. We really think that um, Keish personally, I mean, this is like my devotional to you on the mic, <laughs> but I look at our friendship and I am amazed at just the potential for for female friendships, for the, the female bond and what it can bring to your life. And I just, I hope that we can share that through our interactions together and through the women that we bring on the podcast. We want to bring that bond to 
to anyone we can and illuminate the power of these shared trials and traumas and ultimately triumphs. I completely agree. I think that one of our sweet spots and we can sometimes get stuck in the weeds because Asha and I have had these long and winding conversations about anything and everything. And, you know, that was really part of it too. It's like, these are the things that women and girls want to hear. It's like, not hi, how are you doing? Not the surface level stuff, but we want to like bring everyone in a little bit deeper and allow people to feel unafraid to feel vulnerable, feel cracked open, and to feel heard and valued with us. And that's such a beautiful thing that we've built. And it's it's such a, an immense part of what Bridget is. So we're so excited for you to learn more about both of us personally, so much so that we are going to do our own interview episodes where you can learn a lot more about us and what we bring to the table individually and together. And we also just want to say thank you so much. We hold so much gratitude in our hearts for all of you for taking the time for listening. You know, the fact that you're here listening to this right now means that you aren't doing something else. And as we all know, especially in light of this last year, those something else's are usually pretty big things. So we appreciate the opportunity to bring you into our community and that you're holding space for us. So we can't wait for you to meet Bridget. Meet Bridget. <laughs> And that's our show. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe to, and share Meet Bridget with your circle. The best way to help our work here is to rate and review our podcast. We're listening and constantly working to build something helpful for you. Catch you next time. Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness?